to Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in our guest blog found on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Maritza Gaspik-Piskovic, a pharmacist, an author, and certified holistic health and wellness coach who has a passion for educating others on how to manage their gut health. We're going to discuss how you balance a successful career and self-employment when starting a side hustle. And Maritza joins us from Burlington, Ontario. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Trish, for having me. Greatly appreciate it and uh, thrilled to share my journey with everyone. Well, you know what's really important, I think, is that our viewing and listening audience understand that you've had a very long-term career as a pharmacist and that when you shared your guest blog, I was reading that you started your business on gut health based on your own personal experience. But how did you find the transition? Because, you know, most of the folks who share their stories on our platform are corporate leaders who have transitioned to business owners. And you've done, you're in the process of, you know, having this really wonderful, robust business. So how did you make the transition from corporate leader as a pharmacist to business owner? Well, um, I've had actually, like you said, a very rich career in pharmacy. And a lot of that um, wasn't all working as a pharmacist in the traditional sense. I also had leadership background and I have a lot of, thanks to that, a lot of skills and experience in helping me project manage so in then doing their transition it's about project managing so i changed some tweaked some aspects of my life um, where i reduced some responsibilities in in my role um, i've been fortunate to be able to do that um, i focused on what do i need to do to strengthen myself um, and that's where I enrolled in a um, health, holistic health wellness uh, coaching um, course. And um, thanks to COVID, uh, had, I had something to do um, aside from working. And um, it was great. And um, so I completed that. And I basically organized my time and uh, activities. And once again, I kept looking for things I need and also engaged with uh, um, inter um, Instagram strategy marketing person. Oh. Um, yes. So I'm a pharmacist. Um, so yes, I've had leadership and business experience in the past, which has been helpful in this process, but I not a marketing person. So um, looking for the support that I need, where I need it, um, finding it, um, and doing various activities and networking uh, as well uh, is, and rebranding, I guess, your, or yeah. branding. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? I mean, I love your comment that, you know, I'm a pharmacist, so my, my trade and my experience, although I've had, you know, you've had a really rich career, is in pharmacy. And so how do, how do you connect with these customers, right? I mean, you've got a wonderful message. You've got a great program. Um, and I think the biggest challenge for most entrepreneurs is how do I connect with my target market? So what are some, can you share with our viewing and listening audience, perhaps one of the strategies that, you, that you've been using on Instagram? Because I know you're also on LinkedIn. So do you use those two platforms in tandem with the same messaging? Uh, I didn't start off that way. I started... Um, different type of messaging on LinkedIn, um, more informational and, uh, you know, validating, I guess, my um, 
knowledge mm-hmm. and sharing articles and that sort of thing. And then now I've switched out and I basically use the same type of uh, message. Um, the key thing, what I love about this age, actually, and I think COVID has actually helped us is that you have a greater reach this way than knocking on doors or meeting in person. I still go out in person, love meeting people. Um, but you have a better reach and connectivity on platforms. So um, people with IBS are everywhere. Um, they just don't wear a t-shirt saying that, right? Right. Yeah, maybe we should. Um, <laughs> so um, my target our audience is really um, professional women who lead dynamic lives, who have IBS. I know they exist. Oh, definitely one of those. And by talking about the program, talking about what I can do on LinkedIn as well also reaches that audience so that I'm using my creative marketing messaging now on both platforms. Oh, good for you. And so how, how did you find the creative aspect? Because I mean, obviously, pharmacy is very uh, structured, you know, it's, it's based in science and not that what you're doing now is also based in science, mm-hmm. but it's kind of connecting a little bit more emotion to Uh, the whole issue, because when you're trying to help people overcome obstacles, I took a look at your website and, you know, you've got this wonderful step program where you kind of help people identify, you know, some of the issues. And then you take them through a step-by-step process in order to get to a place where they can live and function to their own capabilities and in a wonderful way. So, you know, you mentioned that you have an international, international audience, which is wonderful on these platforms. Have you been able to connect? You know, I often hear people say, oh, but what about the time zone? I mean, how does that work? Um, so you said a lot <laughs> there. <laughs> yes, I, I actually love the creative side. And yeah. um, actually, one thing I don't think I've shared with you before, I actually used to paint. Uh, so um, that I that's love very cool. Yeah. So even though, yes, I have that science side and all that. So that's why I think I love the marketing. I love the creative side. And that is something that has been missing um, from my life for a long time, obviously, aside from spits and spurts where I would engage in some artistic activity. Mm -hmm. Um, So this has actually brought that home to me in a way um, and being able to utilize all those things. Um, Time zones. um, Yeah, it's, you know, it's about always negotiating about uh, convenient time when you can connect with people, some um, mutually agreeable. And it's it's funny that you say that and I draw a blank because I've been used to working in time zones for a long time, different time zones um, in my past li- life lives, I should say, corporately um, across Canada and actually globally in a, uh, with a pharmaceutical manufacturer. I think you just sort of like, oh, yeah, you're in that time zone. You're in that time zone. So, OK, let's just connect sort of thing. Um, that's where actually messaging helps. Um from the perspective that, yeah, you can instant message and time zones are, you know, not a non-issue. Connecting um, by um, online platforms uh, live like we are, yes, then it's a matter of negotiating uh, mutually agreeable time. And it's 
not that hard to do, really. Right, right. Well, you know, you've mentioned that COVID's had some really wonderful benefits. And one of them, I think, is this connectivity, right? We're, exactly. we're, no, we're no longer inhibited to connect with people in other countries mm -hmm. or in like-minded businesses because we're all very used to now. Um, you know, if you weren't techie before, you certainly are now because we had to become at least somewhat um, comfortable with managing these platforms. Exactly. One of the things that you mentioned in your story is that you've taken a, a path of lifelong learning. And, you know, I think for our viewing and listening audience who may be at a sta age and stage where they're starting their career, or maybe they're looking at a fork in the road and they're kind of going, oh, I'm not really sure what I should do. Perhaps you can speak a little bit about to the commitment of lifelong learning, because I think gone are the days when, you know, we, we get a diploma and we hang out a shingle and we do that for 30 or 40 years or until we decide to retire. Give us a little bit of perspective on how you feel about lifelong learning. Um. I don't believe in stopping. I, I think to me, it's about curiosity and wanting to know, and it's about personal and professional development. Um, in a way, we've been sort of thrust into learning it's from one perspective when I think about the journey of um, the internet and technological um, tools available to us. So anyone in any uh, workplace will have encountered that. And I know sometimes there's challenges and there's struggles or you embrace that. And I love, I believe in growing um, till the day I breathe my last breath. Mm -hmm. Sounds morbid, but <laughs> basically, yes, while I'm um, alive, I believe in growing uh, personally and professionally. And so it's easier to embrace learning and right. it's easier to um, get into something new and different. Um, I think it's all about a mindset, really. That's right. what it's to me. That's what it's about. It's about a mindset of what do you see for yourself in your journey uh, through life. And um, I have friends of various stages in their lives, and it's in interesting to see who decides when that they they're done with something right in their life. That's and, very true, right? It, it, because yeah. we go through, I think the decades present new opportunities um, because, you know, we mm -hmm. establish, as you've mentioned, uh, life skills as well as business skills along the way. And then sometimes opportunities present itself and you just can't say no. You have to sort of dive in and, and uh, pursue that opportunity. You know, obviously you, you've done a lot on the online platform with getting um, your certification in holistic uh, health and wellness. How did you find that experience being that you were in a learning platform online? I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I think I like the fact that it gives you that flexibility. Um, if you're still working and then there was no set times that you actually had to be online for certain things. There are definitely some opportunities to the program that I took um, where you connect with people. They had um, live connects uh, through uh, coaching demos and information. And um, so my schedule allowed for it. I would do that. So I did have a connection with the people and I actually connected with another coach in training, which is really great. And it, there was a time zone at play in there as well. And so um, we had our, I guess it's to me, it all comes down to structure. Right. It was the structure of how we organized 
and having that connectivity with people even online. And I, I was okay. I'm fine with that. So tell us a little bit about your light bulb moment, because I mean, clearly you're moving along in the world of pharmacy. You've had a few deviations, you know, you've expanded your, your expertise within the field. And then what actually made you uh, decide that you wanted to start your own business, helping folks with gut health? Well, might be a stage in my life. <laughs> um <laughs> I think when you've done something for a certain a number of years, you come to the point where you're saying, I'm good. Right. But the other problem is um, continuing to live life with purpose. And so that, that was a key criteria. Um, what am I passionate about? I'm always passionate about making a difference in other people's lives. And it has been my experience of working in healthcare that made me identify some gaps. Um, a lot of times I am, I see that people aren't, I don't feel enabled to take care of themselves. And so what it takes to enable someone, um, the gut health side, actually, I was inspired by a friend who actually asked me questions and came to me in confidence about um, their journey. And I thought, oh, yeah, I do know this stuff. Um, I lived it. So th the other part of it, that process is that I'm now talking about something I've never talked about um, openly, and least of all online. And so there's been a bit of a learning curve or a comfort um, happening there. And I talk about it to educate others. And I do believe that there is a need out there to have um, gaps. So person goes from diagnosis to what am I doing now? And um, I do know from a healthcare system, um, just the way it is set up that sometimes people need a lot more support to go from A to B from going from A to B is a lot of side steps, like you said, mm -hmm. and it's not easy. Um, it's about a lot of behavioral change, which is not easy, especially when you're at a certain point in your life, you're just like, well, I'm just used to this routine or, you know, have this slice of pizza if it kills me. Well, <laughs> you know, you could be not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. You could live your life better. And I believe that. And I believe that um, I made tweaks in my life to put them out more than tweaks um, to change, to grow, to live a better life and to be in a better for uh, form to live my life and enjoy my life. So um, we send our cars out for uh, routine maintenance. Why not our bodies? So true. Yeah. That's so true. Now, if there was a quality that would be uh, help folks to transition from that, you know, A, that you mentioned to diagnosis and then B, readjusting their lives in order to come up with a new path. What would be the personal quality that you think somebody will need? You know, we've talked about things like time management and we've talked about things like attitude and, you know, deciding on what journey and path you want to take. Is there a personal skill that you, you will identify with in someone who's able to make that transition with a little handholding and a little education along the way? Motivation to get to the other side. Um, so you want to have a vision of what you want your life to be like, um, 
the key thing behind um, something like IBS um, is that it sidelines you um, from enjoying life. So to manage that, you have to have a vision of where you want to be, what life looks like, not unlike corporate type of visions, right? Mm-hmm. And so from that perspective, it's that motivation that will drive you and that desire to get there. And that will help to get through the difficult times. So it's almost like the client has to have a light bulb moment, right? I mean, because you need to make, take, I think one of the things perhaps that we're not really aware of is we're all in a lot more control of our health journey than we believe we are, right? I think sometimes we we rely too much on the the medicine and the pills and the you know going to see one specialist or another specialist, and we're too frightened maybe to try something new for fear because there's nobody there to guide us. So, do you find that the clients that you're working with are actually looking to you to provide them with practical tools that are outside perhaps that sort of you know one two steps one two three four to get to a, a more comfortable place? Exactly. Um, And it's about, well, the holistic aspect, right? Mm -hmm. So the holistic aspect, aspect, sorry, is all about uh, you, who you are in totality. And that does have an impact on your health and well-being and then the different triggers um, that can affect IBS. Mm -hmm. I downplay drugs for a reason um, because it's complicated. For sure. um, and what works for you might not work for me or vice versa, right? So you can be exactly. in this, we can have exactly the same issue and physical symptoms and challenges. And then, you know, we sit down and talk and say, well, I'm doing this. And you say, well, I'm doing that. But it's working for you, but not working for me. And that's the other key aspect behind it all. It's about individuality. And um, as we are individuals, our condition, health condition is different. Um, it might all kind of sound the same in terms of, well, it's about food and exercise and so on and so forth. But what foods do you eat? What foods bother you? Maybe things uh, bother me that don't bother you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's going through that process about identify that. And with drugs, the one thing I can say, because I am a pharmacist, I can actually do a review and an assessment on people's medications, having the qualifications behind me. Um, so there's always that question like, does this work? Does this not work? I had the same experience myself. I was taking something that was a motility medication after a while. I'm like, I don't think this works. It's a little hard being objective yourself, but I just, you know, and so it's also, that's part of the picture though. It's understanding like, okay, what is working? What's not working um, in every aspect, but be it food, be it um, how you live your life, stress management, the medications, are they helping? Are they not helping? And, um, you know, it's taking a step back and kind of like reassessing where you're at, where do you want to be? And what do you need to change? You know, I think that really what you're doing, Marisa, is you're actually giving people life skills to manage some of the challenges that we all face on a day to day basis, because what you're actually doing may be specific to a, a specific kind of, um, you know, holistic focus, but the skills that you're teaching people actually transcend into all areas of life. Yes. It's all the areas of life that do impact us. So exactly. Thank you. I mean, it's so true because nothing works in isolation, right? And I think sometimes just having someone like yourself that you can pick up the phone and say, 
or, you know, go onto your contact page and, and book a, a session and just say, look, you know, I'm having some challenges. I would like to speak to someone who has a different perspective. And what you're actually doing is giving them an opportunity to explore a different perspective with confidence. Exactly. And Thank that's you. huge. Don't you think that's huge? I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful when we come up with other challenges of life? If there was a, you know, the, the red phone, you could dial up somebody and say, can you help me with this? Can you give me your perspective? Because I just need to look at it from a different angle. And sometimes we get too caught up in the specifics of our own journey that we forget that there's another way to look at things. Yep. It's unraveling, it's unraveling life and kind of saying like, okay, you know what, I need to take care of myself and taking that time to say, yeah, I need to do this now. And I know it's, I know it's tough and, and I get busy. I get busy lives. And, um, the one thing I also get is that if you're not okay, everything around you is not going to be okay. That is so true. Now, okay, so you've made the transition from corporate. You started a side hustle. You you dipped your toe in the water and you started a business that's now starting to grow. And when do you make the transition? Because I know there's lots of, I get asked this question all the time. When do you make the transition to say, okay, I'm going to let go of the J-O-B and I'm going to dive right into entrepreneurship? What are some of the key indicators that you feel will help you jump from doing both at the same time in tandem to doing one solely on its own? Well, that's a really good question. And actually part of letting go of the J-O-B is about letting go of an identity of uh, a few decades, actually. And for me, um, I feel fortunate to be able to honoring that by sort of stepping down, stepping back a little bit. So that that is something that still caused me anxiety, actually. Sure. <laughs> Just as I to you. And it's like, yeah, I have to let go of that. Okay. Um, I think part of it will be also the, the level which the business will be at, obviously, because you can't do both. There's going to come that critical point where that you can't, that's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a factor. And then I think mentally, I'm just preparing to say, yeah, I'm moving on. Ready I'm, to let go. Yeah. And it, it's actually been a long process um, from that mindset. Um, I think that's the biggest one. Um, and I know people who do go through that, but that's why I found something that I can translate into sure some well, you, could, you could take your past experience where you have confidence and where you have identity and where you have success and then you can bridge that into crossing over into something where you take all of those life skills and business skills and apply them just in a new dynamic and mm -hmm. i think that's really um, a wonderful place to be because you know who doesn't want to be able to segue from a traditional nine to five into something that gives you a little bit more freedom with success. And I, I, I'm really glad that you were able to share some of those issues with our viewing and listening audience, because that's an important step to take. It's almost like the last step, right, is to, to let go of the old to embrace the new. So uh, thank exactly. you for sharing that with us. Now, one of the things that we do in the guest blog, and this is a wonderful segue to your three words of advice, which are live life authentically. And give our viewing and listening audience a little bit of an indication as to why those three words were so important or are so important to you. I, I do live my life authentically. Um, it's to live your best life. You have to be authentic. You have to be true to yourself. 
and um, discarding. We often hear about, you know, removing things that don't serve your purpose anymore. And so you live, you feel better. Um, I think from a emotional, spiritual side, when you do live your life authentically, um, why are you putting up with whatever situation you might be facing right now that is stressing you out. And when you don't live your life authentically, you're actually adding a lot of stress internally, which impact does affect your health and well-being. Um, so from that reason, um, you're enjoying life a lot more. Um, you're being present in the moment. You are being you. You have one life to live. So live it authentically. That is such wonderful uh, words to leave for all of us, because, you know, I think we all go through various different phases and transitions in life when, as you say, things no longer serve us. And mm -hmm. it's sometimes really hard to identify what's not serving us well and to be able to uh, let it go so that we can open the door for more authenticity. So that's a really wonderful uh, way for us to end our discussion today. And I'm really very uh, thankful that you were able to share with us sort of your real heartfelt connection with making a transition from uh, self into self-employment because, you know, it's a huge hurdle to take. And uh, we're going to need to have you back in another few years when you've made that transition okay. and you've crossed the bridge and uh, let and you can share with our viewing and listening audience just what those challenges were and how you've been able to manifest a wonderful new authentic life for yourself. So thank you very much for that. Well, thank you, Trish. I really appreciate it. It was truly a pleasure chatting with you. Um, and I love sharing um, my path with everyone. Um, and I definitely would be happy to be back. Oh, great. That's great. Well, I'm going to mark it in my calendar. So well, we'll, okay, we'll do that for sure. Thank you for joining us today for this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduce you to the person behind the logo. If you'd like to connect with our guest, you'll find Maritza's contact information in the description portion below. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online and subscribe to our channel, Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. Thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea. Every sunrise is just for you. So come along and